Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Oh, 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 hi. Hey, I'm Gregor. Just real quick before we get started, I talk about a story about a little vandalism for a local museum here in the greater Seattle area. And it's a crappy story, but don't worry, there's been a development. I just got an email and the story ends with a twist. So I'll tell it here first, and then you can fast forward to the end of the podcast, and I'll put it at the at the back there. If not, you can wait till tomorrow, and I'll recap it then. All right, let's get started. Attention! It's the end of the show show, the end of the show show, the end of the show show, the end of the show show. Hi, and welcome to Gregor's End of the Show Show, summing up what went down in Seattle for the nerds and on the internet every weekday morning. I'm Gregor. I host Mornings here on 107.7 The End. Nerd talk and the news and more coming up here. Plus, I'm about to drop a brand new episode of the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, whose name is changing, maybe, eventually. We've got all the... All the files submitted. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's a new Seattle Sounders-specific podcast that my buddy Brandon and I do, and we're back for season three of this iteration. Oh, I forgot that it is probably episode 69. Oh, well. <laughs> I want to start with a dark note. <sighs> it's so tough. So, I, uh, I host a program on the end called Conversations, and we talk to local organizations about their local organizing that they do and how it helps the community and all this and that, right? So, one of the places I talked to a couple, I don't know, a couple summers ago was the Pacific Bonsai Museum. We have an outdoor bonsai museum and rhododendron garden, and I can't remember who paid for it originally. It was a PACAR. So, one of these local engineering firms uh, paid to have this thing built way back in the day, and now it is maintained by a group of people who love bonsai trees. Why did I say it like that? The trees take meticulous gardening care. You have to deal with them every single day and make changes. And when it's cold, you got to do this, and you got to trim here, and you got to water like that. But they're those little tiny trees that, like, Sometimes you see in the mall, I bet you the Bonsai Museum hates those, <laughs> but see them in the mall or whatever, but it is just when somebody cultivates from a small shoot or a seed or whatever, and they continue to clip and trim the tree so it never gets big, and then it's just like a little miniature one. Now, some of these are still like three or four feet tall or whatever, but they would otherwise grow to be 20, 50, 100 feet tall. My wife, for my birthday, bought me a class to be able to go and do that. I got to book that because that seems awesome. I want to I wanna grow my own tree and for the rest of my life take care of it. And my life has gone on a long time already. So. <laughs> now, I said it was a dark time because there was a robbery at the Pacific Bonsai Museum. Somebody went in, it's all captured on camera, and took two bonsais. Why do I keep saying it like that? They took two trees, stole it. One of the trees, a Japanese-American man who was interned during World War II in a concentration camp, took a seed, grew it in a can, and then continued to cultivate it after being freed, I think. <laughs> I know that he started it in a can. I, From where the way I read it, he made it out, and then it continued growing, and it has been around for 70-plus years. Another one made back in 1946 by a Japanese artist, was also stolen. We're talking about two trees over 70 years old, gone. Now, who the crap does that? What kind of jerk do you gotta be to go in there and steal two trees that people work on every single day? Let me tell you, 
the Pacific Bonsai Museum took to social media and they were like, uh, hey, this happened. Keep an eye out. Please help. And of course, because everyone's a jerk on the internet, they were like, uh, two things came up. One, it's an inside job. And the Pacific Bonsai Museum is real upset about that because they're like, everyone who works here works here because they love bonsai trees. <laughs> There's like stealing it and not having it in its preferred environment, I'm assuming, is like the last thing that these trees need. Then the other thing that everyone says is like, well, why didn't you have any cameras installed? As I mentioned, they did. But you know, all the time I see videos of like, we got to catch this porch pirate. Porch pirate strikes again. Here's video of the person. It's like you have videos and it doesn't matter. Now, what we need is video cameras that are hooked up to like needle guns, roped, like tethered needle guns. Someone who tries to go and steal it, boink, little pinprick there. Get some DNA, run those tests, bust the perp. Now, I agree, it is probably somebody familiar with the Bonsai Museum, someone who's been there and loved it, or somebody who feels wronged by it in some way or something, because it looks, from watching the video, the people know what they're doing. Anyway, I'm going to try and talk to I put in a request to have a little interview with them and see if we can follow up on it and see what's going on. I want to go down there and check it out, too. Ooh, maybe on Friday I'll do that. That'd be fun. Okay, anyway, uh, there's something really cool going on this weekend for anybody can attend. It is called the Seattle King County Clinic, but it's just about anyone who needs a little bit of health care, you got the opportunity. In case you missed it, it's the news. Starting tomorrow and lasting all weekend, the Seattle King County Clinic will be providing so many free health care services at Seattle Center dental, vision, general medical help available for anyone from anywhere, no questions asked. It's first come, first serve, and again, it's all free. While the weather might be threatening, they'll get you inside and everything. Don't let it stop you from getting some free health care. I imagine people will be lining up very early. Now, we've had a rough start to 2020, so much rain and snow, and it's having a massive impact. There's that group of Monroe residents that can't get out of their community because of the landslides. Now, Mount Rainier National Park is closed because the access road to Paradise has at times become a river of mud, trees, and debris. Crews are working to restore access, but more of the wet stuff is expected. Come on. Forget trying to park. That's lame. For the first time in seven years, KC Metro buses will drop you off at the Coleman Dock, says ComoNews.com. That's the Seattle Ferry Terminal, so you can sneak away to Bainbridge or head to Bremerton. Go say hi to Mike and the gang from MXPX. You just got news. In very personal, near-to-the-heart news, one of my favorite bands of all time. My favorite band of all time, I guess you'd say. It's a tie between a bunch, but I think the my ultimate favorite, if I have to pick, if we're having that conversation, the band's called Fugazi. They were really prolific in the late 80s and throughout the 90s, and I got involved listening to them just a couple years before they went on indefinite hiatus, is what they're calling it. That sucks, because they're so good, and their body of work is incredible. I think most bands, when they're in a band, the members don't see to it that they rehearse as much as Fugazi did. And when I say that, it's like easy to be dismissive or whatever. But when they were an active band, they would put in between four and five hours a day of rehearsal and practicing and writing. And so when it came time to perform their music, 
There's like, there's no being in a Fugazi cover band and ever capturing that magic because these four humans intimately knew each other so well from working together every single day. So eventually, you know, they started to have like family lives and stuff like that and you couldn't tour. Their ethics are incredible too. Like I won't get into it, but you know, they, uh, the most expensive show they ever played was $8 or something like that. Like they tried to keep it accessible to the, to the humans that wanted to consume it. There's a documentary about it. You can watch it. It's really cool. Anyway, um, Fugazi eventually went on hiatus. They haven't really done anything. And then they have these like projects where the guys will get together, like a few of them here and there. And sometimes they get together and just play together because they like it. But, you know, guys move to different cities and stuff like that. Well, the one of the two singers and this drummer called, it's uh, Ian McKay is his name, and a drummer called Amy Farina, they happen to be married, they started a new group. You should check out the Evens if you've never checked them out. They're great. Anyway, they started a new group with the bass player, Joe Lally. And I could not be more stoked. Favorite band ever. Now, two of the three, two of the four people are in this new one, and it's got Fugazi vibes. Only you add a female voice to it as well, and it rounds it out. My God, I'm so excited for Koriki, C-O-R-I-K-Y. I'll blog about it so you can listen if you don't want to look it up or whatever. But I'm really pumped about it. Really pumped. More pumped than I would say for the Disney Cruise. They're fantasizing about us getting to LARP, live action role play. As a Star Wars character, oh no. Nerd talk, nerd talk, talking about nerd talk, yeah! Entertainment powerhouse Disney is about to start taking orders for a Star Wars-themed live-action role-play galactic cruise. Now, it won't be a cruise, like, on the water. Yeah, last time they tried that, seasick Wookiees and vomit everywhere. Yeah! Instead, a themed Star Cruising hotel. Dress up as a Jedi and... Make lightsaber sound effects with your mouth, probably. An Apple employee took apart a bunch of USB chargers and found that even your dumb power cable has more computing power than the guidance computer on the Apollo 11 spacecraft. And that thing got humans to the friggin' moon. Also, why does a charger need any computing power? And finally, a newly discovered Canadian species of Tyrannosaurus Rex bumps up the already scary Tyrant King to a whole new level of bitiness. Introducing the newly named Thanatotheristes de Grutorum, aka the Reaper of Death. Yes! This beast, about the length of a UPS truck, was older and smaller than the common T Rex, but with the manners of a Canadian. Oh no! Oh, was that your leg? I chomped. Sorry. Nerd talk, nerd talk, talking about nerd talk, yeah! All right, thanks so much for downloading. Sorry I missed a couple days. I've just been really mad. <laughs> the end of the end of the show show. The end of the end of the show show. The end of the show show. The end of the show show. Thanks. Hey, real quick, an update. It turns out, I just got an email from the Pacific Bonsai Museum, and it turns out that the two stolen trees have been returned. <laughs> All right. More tomorrow on the, on the pod. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. <laughs> 